All right, so uh, this is the portion of the show in which we introduce the podcast. Yeah, if you've never heard our podcast before, now we're going to tell you what you can expect. So this podcast is called Scooby Dudes. Mm. This is a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite meddling kids. Okay, hold on, cut. Cut. <laughs> not, not good enough? I, I noticed that you called us uh, not only friends, but best friends. Oh, what? Hang on. I, How I, would... I, realize, I realize that the website and every episode leading up to this has stated otherwise. Yeah. I've, I've since gone back and not only edited the website, but every single episode <laughs> leading up to this. Dude, you've censored uh, out... Hang on. You've censored out my face from this. You've not. You've excised me from the website and and all of our Facebook photos together. This is twelve years of friendship aggressively censored out. Also, my my uh, skills when it comes to editing audio is not very good. So really, <laughs> um, the intros now say, uh, "Hi, this is Scooby Dudes." We're <laughs> you've you've dial toned me. Uh, so I, I just don't want to give the wrong impression. We, we are talking about our favorite meddling kids and their dumb dog, and, and that's it. And we're two, what, dude, can we DTR? What are we? Can we not, can we not put labels on this? I, I just want to, I don't want to be tied down, man. I need to know where this is going. I, I'm sorry, but I am a hot commodity, or at least a commodity, and I need to know where this relationship is heading. Yeah, you're a all right i don't <laughs> <laughs> now we have to re-record this now we have to do a new intro i love that <laughs> that's brilliant uh, this is definitely bonus content i think you should just honestly i think you should just bleep what i said <laughs> people i love it because people can figure out what you said from the pun is so clear it's right there exactly no 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 seriously just just we'll keep this will be the intro yeah. just bleep that part and let people come to their own conclusions yeah you know by how much you're laughing and smiling right now it's kind of deceptive it makes me feel like we're friends are we are you sure we're not friends <laughs> it feels like you're enjoying my company dude i mean i will say that this episode that we um that we have for you listeners today um, is a little different from our regular recaps in that Luke and I, we just talk about many different parts of Scooby-Doo. We're having conversations about uh, um, merchandise. We're having uh, com- conversations about um, uh, on Scooby reviews, on comments left on Scooby stuff. And we also do like a fun little thing where, where we run down um, hypothetical Scooby episodes, and it's it's just a lot of fun. If not for us, hopefully for you. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't fun for us. I know you didn't enjoy it, Evan, because you enjoy time with your friends. So I don't know what this is, but it's something else. That said, I enjoyed this because I enjoy time with people who I think of as my friends, regardless of whether it's reciprocated. Look, I, I have a very binary worldview, okay? I'm very black and white. Um, on one hand, there are friends. On the other hand, there are... <laughs> Do I bleep it out there? Do I bleep that out? Bleep it out every time. Because I couldn't tell if you were making the pun or if that was just the word. Uh, oh, man. This is Scooby Dudes. Enjoy the episode. That's Evan. I'm a... And, and, uh, and we thank you for joining us. All right. Listen to the theme song.
Two dudes talking about Scooby-Doo. Two dudes just like you. Unless you're a lady, mm, this show is for ladies too. If you're LGBTQ, we are your Scooby-Doos. Alright, uh, hey, so as we probably stated in the introduction, we're doing something a little bit different this week. That we are. This week we're going to be covering a couple of different things. This is going to be kind of like a friend-terrogation episode, but we're not taking any questions from our listeners. This is all Evan and Luke-generated content. I mean, it's always Evan and Luke-generated content. You know what? <laughs> let, me, let me back you up. This is exactly like our regular episodes, except that we don't recap anything. Yeah. And... Uh, but, but we are staying on Scooby-Doo content, in a way, even though it's not, not media. That is, that is true. Uh, you and I, have uh, we've come up with a couple of fun features um, that I think are entertaining enough and, and enjoyable enough for us that uh, they can be recurring, and uh, we'll come back to them. I, I certainly hope we do. Yes, a couple of these, like our fan cast, I think could be great recurring features. And, and what are these features that we've uh, dreamed up for our dear listeners? Okay, so the first one I have dubbed uh, Conscuberism. Because on this first one, we're going to be looking at Scooby-Doo products and, uh, and presenting them to, to each other. I haven't seen the products that Evan has picked out. Evan has not seen the ones that I have picked out. So uh, my, I, know that, uh, I know that when we first came up with this, our plan was to do one apiece. I have two. Do you want to do two apiece? I, I have four, and I do want to show you all four. Uh, all four. Okay, so how about we have to alternate in a way that where it seems like we're it's 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 even. So how did you want to do this? Um, let me see. I guess uh, let me start. You do one. I'll do another one, um, and then I'll do one more. I'll I'll end on two. How about that? So one you, one me, two you, one me, and then you again. I think that's how we should do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's right, do that. Perfect. Okay. So, that so let's so and, and uh, for our listeners, I will be putting a page on the website. Um, that has links to all of these. So you will also be able to see them. All right, so I'm going to need to tell you which one to click on first of the links I sent you. If you give me a and moment. wait, sorry, did we did we explain this well? Oh, did we? We're... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. let's do it. <laughs> so so Luke and I um, have, have looked on Amazon, uh, which which is, you know, you can buy anything mm -hmm. there. And what we've done is we've we're, we've been on the search for Scooby paraphernalia. Yep. Scooby products of any kind. And I would mention, I actually opened it up to Etsy for me as well. It, yeah, it really, it, it was like Amazon, eBay, Etsy. It, it was really whatever. Um, and we're just looking for stuff that like caught our attention in in any way, really. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's I have no idea what Evan picked, but it's fascinating. Because someone must want to buy this. Where the, if, the, if a product exists, there must be a market for it. Maybe not. We'll see. I, I don't think that's true, and, and I'll get to that when we get to mine. But uh, hmm. let's start with yours. What's the first one? Uh, tell All me right. what link to click on. Um, I think uh, the first link is, is the most interesting one and a great one to dive in on. Could you please click on that first Amazon link? Yeah, would you like me, it's loading for me, would you like me to read this to, for our listeners? Would you like me to describe to them what I'm looking at right now? <laughs> I would like you to, to I'll, I'll read the description, you describe what you're seeing. The description is Girls Nighty Ariel Cinderella MLP Scooby-Doo Shopkins Princesses Frozen. What a convoluted title. Basically, it's like a five to six year old girls night shirt thing. So um, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of pinks and purples. Um, 
the background is of a, uh, a spooky mansion mm-hmm. and emblazoned uh, in front of that is in purple writing with like a yellow outliner trim uh, in like a very fanciful, like a lot of curves, very stylized. It says Scooby-Doo. Yeah, and the O's uh, have like this extra lick on them, so they almost look like eyelashes. Underneath, there's Scooby in the center and bordering him are Daphne and Velma. And they both have their index fingers uh, pointing right under Scooby's chin. It's like they're giving him a coochie-coochie-coo. But if if you look at Velma's slightly lidded eyes, this isn't just a, a baby or dog coochie-coochie-coo. There, there's something a little more to it, this. It's also um, the other hand that is not under Scoob's chin is, like, you know Arms Akimbo? You know what that uh, what that means? Wouldn't that be arms straight out? I'm pretty sure arms akimbo is uh, when you have your arms um, on your hips. On your hips. Yeah, hands on the hips, kind of. And, and so yeah, Elbows they each out. have their other hand on the hip, and and I gotta say for for both of them, they're kind of exaggerating the the, you know, the curve of their hip. The, the, just their bodies are. <laughs> very much on display yeah, they're, they're using bit. some instagram model techniques to to show off those curves and just they're they're looking very seductively and desiringly at scooby in and this I, who, and who himself looks very like uh confused excited at the bottom of this outfit uh we described it as a shirt and it is um there is a little bit of a f- uh, a frill like uh, right a at, one at inch long bottom. tutu yeah uh, it's hemmed with uh with a with a little like tutu-esque uh, frill of some sort yeah, and that this one really caught my attention just because it's just the girls and Scooby. And I get that this is a girl's nighty, a little girl's nighty. So, like, Velma and Daphne are the people you want to see on it. But it, the show is about Scooby-Doo, so you want Scooby on it. But what's the relationship there? And someone said, well, obviously the girls are going to be seducing Scooby-Doo. And then that's a conclusion that I don't know if they should have leapt to. My, my favorite part, and very likely yours as well, is um, whoever put this together had key like knew the, the, the keywords that were hot <laughs> oh gosh yeah it's true like there's ariel cinderella frozen but only only sort of though because mm-hmm. like mlp and for like frozen is huge frozen continue continues to be enormous like it's been out for so many years but it's still so popular yeah there must be more frozen products sold than most other things put together Ariel is a Disney princess, and she has, you know, she's a mermaid. That's cool. I would not consider Cinderella a Disney princess with a lot of, like, clout. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't seem like one that people are remembering very fondly. But Cinderella does have, I think, the uh, the classic Disney arc to it. Like, she starts low, and then she um, gives her, uh, her cruel overseers their comeuppance and becomes a princess at the end. That's the journey everyone wants. You know what? It almost would have made sense to me if they had said uh, Belle Cinderella, mm. or sorry, Belle Ariel, because then the Disney princesses would correspond to uh, Velma and Daphne. That's true. That would work better. And, yeah, there would be like a redhead and then like a, like a bookish brunette. Yeah. Well, I think that to me, that might be one of them. That's the most generic, interesting one that I found. My only question for you, Evan, is would you buy this for your daughter? If you had one, uh, I think I would honestly. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think it's really cute. Um, and, and you know, as as a kid, I, I, I don't want to like force my uh, my hobbies on them or anything. But I think it would be great if I could like watch Scooby Doo with my kids and if they liked it and enjoyed it. Mm. 
Um, and so, I, yeah, I think this would be great to... Uh, I, I'd buy this for my daughter. How about you? Maybe something else. <laughs> Maybe a unisex night nighttime. There's tons of Scooby pajamas. This is not the only one available, so don't just go out and buy this one. Shop around a little bit. Um, but that's my first product. Okay. Evan, you've so, just linked me to yours. Yeah. And uh, it's a take on the keep calm and carry on meme that's kind of blown up over the last few years. Um, I'm going to read the description. Please. White Scooby-Doo Shaggy and Scooby Best Friends Ceramic Mug Cup 11 Ounces Unisex Printed (laughs) on Both Sides. I like that it's not a a dude mug or a girl mug. It's Anybody can use this mug. Uh, Do you want to describe to them specifically what you're looking at? I'm I'm looking at uh, the top part of this mug is keep calm with the crown above it. It says keep calm and just like all of these things start. And uh, underneath that, it says, in very beautiful cursive, hug your best friend. Keep calm and hug your best friend. And underneath that, it's Scooby and Shaggy. They aren't, they aren't like hugging or embracing or scared. They're standing next to each other, almost like that classic uh, painting of a farmer and his, Amer- his American dog. Gothic? American Gothic, yeah. Uh, that's the kind of thing. But it is, this is a, probably the only keep calm and carry on uh, thing that I would ever actually own. Oh, dude, I can't even go into how much I hate this mug. That's the thing. Like, you I hate, hate it? it so much. <laughs> First of all, I hate the I hate the keep calm and carry on meme. That I I wasn't sure how you felt about that, but I really loathe that as well. So I'm glad I, we're on I the same page. It. It's it's awful. It's been overdone uh, to death. For, first of all, the the graphic design on this is atrocious because the and is not even the and of the keep calm and meme. No, it's they threw in another a totally different font and they didn't even space it out well between the the keep calm and the hug your best friend. And and then hug your best friend is in this like there's three different fonts, which is just like a graphic design sin. And Seriously? then the kerning is like really bad between I was gonna say the the kerning is nuts, which is this the distance between each character slash word. It's the three oh man. Yeah. And Scooby and Shaggy are slightly overlapping with that text. You know, now that you say it, it's pretty bad, but... And the thing is, you actually mentioned this. I think that if this mug had had Scooby and Shaggy hugging each other or, like, one carrying the other, like they do in the cartoons... Yeah, like our, our logo, basically. That would have been which is... genius. Because they would have been really hugging, and it would have been like, yeah, I, I would drink out of that mug. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you're probably right. I... I would still drink out of this, but it, it's there's so many things in it you can see could have been just slightly adjusted. There's an easy, better mug you can make out of this. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Did you want to, which, uh, which of just, yours did you want me to check out next? All right, give me a sec. <clears throat> um, not the next one, but the third right, one. I, I'm going to read the title this time. <laughs> Um, this is on <laughs> Etsy. Uh, the the shop is called Wingnuts Spinners. <laughs> yep. So uh, what I'm looking at is uh, it, it the the item is called Scooby Doo Fidget Spinner. It costs seven eighty three Canadian. Um, yeah, and uh, overview Six bucks handmade American. item, primary color brown. It's made of a PLA filament. It's made to order. It only ships within the United States. It's it is a fidget spinner, except each of the, uh, the, I guess the protrusions 
is uh, a Scooby-Doo face or head. Exactly, a smiling Scooby-Doo head. Uh, and it's a not a great color brown all, all over it, such that when I was browsing through Etsy, for some reason, all of these poop fidget spinners kept appearing in ads. <laughs> and then I saw this and I realized why, it's because their image matching algorithm was like, oh yeah, this is identical. <laughs> it's, I, you know what? Um, I will admit that I have always wanted to use a fidget spinner. Me too, but I've never have. <laughs> and and I know you, because you used to spin pens, you were very good at it in college. I, you were like very good. That's really a high praise. I, I think I'm okay, but I still do spin pens all the time and drop them all the time. Uh, to the point where it's like you, and I also tend to find that I, I need to, to do something with my fingers or my hands. And I think that having mm. a fidget spinner would actually really, like that's what they're yeah, for. Yeah, giving you something to do with your hands it's it, that's literally literally their use um but they've just garnered this like negative like this deeply negative connotation they're so hated and i i love all the plays on fidget spinners that have popped up on the internet lately which is part of the reason i got this one and just the fact that it's sort of legit in that it looks like a real working fidget spinner with three scooby-doo heads i on should it. hope but it's so. also i should hope that yeah. it works it <laughs> a darn better spin but it's also clearly, like, really, really crappily 3D printed. So so here's a question. I think we solved them, la- we, we answered them last time. Would you, or I guess I, I'll answer it because it's your item. Would I purchase this fidget spinner? What is, for 783 Canadian, I will say that it's a little steep. I, I pass a lot of places that have fidget spinners for, like, two or three bucks. Yeah. I, I would pay f- at most five bucks for this. Right, and I would I would still have to pay for shipping. That's the right. thing. Is like right. I would buy this for five bucks on the street if I was passing by. I would not. There's no way I'm gonna purchase this and then wait for it to get shipped to me. There's too much time for me to realize what decision I've made in that process. Yeah, I I entirely agree with you. Um, a five dollar yes, a five dollar buy, a five dollar impulse buy, not mm, exactly that an internet purchase. So we've agreed they should have these things next to tabloid magazines at the supermarket. Oh, I would. I would get two, probably. <laughs> one for each hand. Ship. I thought you were going to ship one my way. <laughs> no. F off, Dodie. Get your own. I think I said my last name for the first time on the podcast ever. <laughs> bleep I mean, that out. Yeah, you can definitely bleep that out. <laughs> um, and uh, let me see. What's what's your next one? Uh, no, we're going to do two of yours back to back. Oh, that's right. I have another one back to back. Please click on the last link we'll save the second link for last okay so i'm gonna read this one and then you could read your last one okay um so what i this item it is was to go on etsy and i'm really i'm really impressed that you that you got into etsy because that's genius you know um i thought honestly etsy was a lot of stuff that should have just been on ebay like it was a lot of digging through crap that should not be on there but there is a kind of amazing stuff like this and what i really like about etsy is that like all of these things have been have been made. Like man hours have been put into them. Um, yeah, the there's someone the, who manufactures these. The fact that the matter is, one person um, for a lot of the Amazon items, and I think all of mine fall into that category. They're made to order. Mm. Like all you're seeing is just like a template that someone put together. It's just generated, and they don't exist. They're not sitting in a warehouse. You order it, they make it, and then they send it to you. The thing about Etsy is someone has already made these and they're hoping to profit off of them someone has made some of them at least one to take a picture of but they do this person does make them custom to order 
And and what is this thing that I've linked you to? So this is this is ten fourteen Canadian. What is that? Nine American. Eight oh three American. Goodness gracious! I, conversion is anyway. Uh, it is a Scooby Doo cake topper. Uh, handmade item: primary color brown, secondary color blue. Occasion: birthday. Material: gum paste. Ships worldwide from United Kingdom. And and what I'm looking at here is uh, it's not. It, it looks like somebody drew something on, like, uh, what is it that you would call it? Like, what's that really firm paper? Like construction paper? Um, or... Construction yeah. paper, like white construction paper. Someone used magic markers to draw a Scooby-Doo on white construction paper and then cut around it in, like, a broad shape. Not, like, not like cut out the drawing oh, perfectly. Yeah. They just cut, like, vaguely they, around. They weren't going to go all the way around the line. I think magic marker is a little generous. To me, it looked like they pricked their finger and then wiped blood <laughs> to color in Scooby. Like, it looks gross. I remember trying the color with markers. And I think that this is, like, I actually think it's pretty accurate. It's it's so uneven. Oh, like, 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 it's such... Yeah, it's it does not look... Scooby is... Because Scooby's always been, like, a very even, uh, solid color. And this is the opposite of that. I, I will read a little bit more uh, of the description. Because yeah, there is a reason why it doesn't look perfect. scooby dooby doo <laughs> uh, New paragraph. This was a highly requested piece to put in my shop by my little boy, who's a massive Scooby-Doo fan. Uh, new paragraph. Perfect for any little boy's party. New paragraph. I make and hand paint all my cake decorations. Each one is custom made to order and hand drawn. Painted and cut to make a beautiful cake topper or decoration for your cake. New paragraph, made using quality sugar paste. Mm. So that's the reason why it looks kind of funny. I mean, like, still, I, I want to know why it looks so funny. But, uh, but yeah, it's sure it's edible. So that's why it's not just a construction paper drawing. Would, would, I, would I buy this for, not even for my son's birthday, but for any birthday? Um, it's, it's steep. And it's, it's in the United Kingdom. And the, and the thing that really caught my eye about it and the reason why I would either never buy this or would definitely buy it for my next birthday is that Scooby's, like, he's kind of puffing out his chest a little bit with his paws together on the ground, as he always does. But here, he has breasts. Like, there's a, a very distinct... <laughs> <laughs> he looks yeah, like a courtesan like, in, in, like, uh, Renaissance France or something. I don't think that dogs have, like, pectorals quite as like no but they do have a sternum so you do see like a slight line but you don't have like this overflowing (laughs) voluptuous quality they are they are bulging out they actually like in such a way that um they overlap and cover his arms exactly that like scooby has side boob if you look at if you look at his left arm like looking straight at it at the left arm uh this scooby is kind of yoked yeah like he's kind of scooby's got some shoulders scooby lifts Okay, this is something I'm going to... I, I'm going to post to the Facebook page sometime. But if you type in Scooby-Doo into, like, Google Image Search, or just Scooby, there is a, a bodybuilder, I guess, whose name is Scooby, and you will keep seeing pictures of this dude. And it makes me really angry, because I want to see pictures of a cartoon Great Dane and not some, like, roided-out, like, white guy. Are you? Do you? Are you looking at him right now? Um... Yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> he's got such broad pecs, like incredibly broad pecs. Like they're each an end table on their own. 
Yeah. This dude is I jacked. Friggin, yeah, and I hate it because he, he he will keep popping up in Scooby search results. It's infuriating. Oh. Uh, would you would you buy this cake topper? Uh, like I said, either definitely or never ever ever. Uh, <laughs> because it's like I love that it exists. If I want a Scooby-Doo cape topper, I would just like print out a picture of Scooby-Doo on construction paper and then pop it on a cake. I don't need to eat everything on the cake, including the candles. And also, let's be real, you could probably just... There have to be like actual Scooby cake toppers. Yeah, like you could just purchase that in a store for, for sure. Or at least on Amazon for like two cents plus shipping. Yeah, if, if you think about it, why are you going to Etsy for like your kid's birthday party? Uh, there's so much stuff on Etsy that's just like clearly repack i saw i almost did one thing that was just birthday party invitations um that they don't even send you you just send your information and they send you like the pdf that you print out are you for real and so you just tell them like the date the name of the kid the type of party and then they like send you the pdf to print out that's actually incredible to me it, especially because I'm like, you could almost just copy and paste the format that they've got and then rework it. Okay. And also, if your kid is named Aiden and your birth, his birthday is on, like, September 14th, you don't need to change anything. <laughs> you can just copy and print it exactly as it is. Uh, anyways, that's that's my second one. I really want to get to you, your, you had, uh, your you next You had better one. believe uh, that if I find out my, my future wife is pregnant with a son and that due date's coming up in September, I'm going to try my damnedest. <laughs> To uh to to land that date, <laughs> you're gonna tell like Ooh, I feel the baby's coming. I feel the baby's coming. Come on, wait two more days, <laughs> two more days, and we can get his bir- future birthday invites for free. We'll still have to print them. But yeah, no, we're gonna. Free. I mean, yeah, we're gonna have to pay for ink, and like it's it's really deep color as well. Like you're not gonna be able to go black and white with this. It's almost entire. The thing is also that these birthday invitations were almost entirely black background. This is that's so much toner. Exactly, like it's ins- like whoever did this had no thought for the printer. Give the printer a thought, please. All right, I'm I'm looking at yours now. All right, now. so please please describe to our dear listeners what you're looking at. This is Amazon again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Now I see why you opened up the episode by saying, just because the thing exists doesn't mean somebody wants it. <laughs> but what, what we have here is a what would Scooby do platinum style garden flag. And it's basically, it's like one of those garden flags that you might put out in front of your house to show that you're selling it. Like a real estate flag is what it makes me think of. And it's on this royal red coloring with some kind of text looking watermark beneath it. But what shows on the front really clearly is, like it says, a platinum color, almost like word art from Microsoft Word. Like, that's clearly the effect they've used. Just says, what would Scooby do, question mark. I, I don't dislike that. What would Scooby do is kind of clever. D-O-O. D-O-O. And I do, yeah, no, the slogan itself, what would Scooby do, is clever. If that was on a bracelet, yeah, sign me up. That's another purchase, impulse purchase I would definitely make. Yeah, W-W-S-D. But, but it's... At, it's at an angle on a garden flag. Like, you want people to read this as they approach your home. Also, and I don't know if you've noticed this, if you zoom in really close, you talked about the watermark. Um, the <laughs> watermark is, in fact, just the words, what would Scooby-Doo, printed over and over. Again and again, in, like, these striped lines. 
It looked like a, a watermark to protect, for, to protect copyright, but it's clearly not that. So what do you think about this item? It's like, yeah, I would buy this. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we named the price for your, for your first um, item, but what is the price of this? Uh, the price for this, um, it looks like Canadian dollars thirty three sixty eight. Yeah, which is, th uh, that's, it's quite a bit of money. That's like 20 bucks, which is quite a lot for just like what's got to be an incredibly cheap piece of fabric and then a piece of wire. Uh, polyester. Uh, notice, garden flag stand pole and stoppers are not included. What? So this is literally just what? a piece of polyester uh, for like 30 plus bucks. That's the least valuable thing in the picture. The bent wire is the most valuable part of that. I can at least repurpose that for croquet later on. Uh, so what do you? Th uh, okay, okay. How about this? This is, I think, clearly the most overpriced item we've looked mm. at. Assuming that money was no, uh, what is it? Money is no no object. Object. Would you purchase this? I mean, like if I could get it for free, barely. I would bear, right, maybe barely you, purchase it. No, no one would put this on their lawn. Like, that's the thing is there's nowhere to put it. I, I would only purchase it, put it in my closet until I move apartments and then get rid of it. <laughs> like, like, not, like, there's no occasion. Like, there's literally no occasion where putting a, a lawn flag that says what would Scooby do on it would benefit you. Yeah, like if I'm having a house party and I want to lose standing with anyone attending, I might put this up on the wall or something like that. Ugh, not, not, that is, I think, the most remarkable of all the ones we've seen so far. Uh, and I just have one more for my part. If you'd like to click the second link I provided you with, I'll show you my last product, which ties into my only comment. All right, so um, so this is Luke's only... Uh, well, I guess this is your second Amazon. So you had two Amazon, two Etsy. Mm -hmm. One new uh, from $29.99 plus $4.99 shipping. Uh, it's a 24 by 36 inch Scooby-Doo movie in brackets, Daphne color pose, poster print. Yeah, and it's Sarah Michelle and Gellar as Daphne posing over a very plain blue background on what's apparently a two foot by three foot size poster. And I think what's incredible is this is not one of those things that has been made to order. In fact, this is one of those things that should probably be on eBay and not on Amazon. Yeah, for sure. Uh... Because, as the description says, um, in all caps, this poster is out of print and has been discontinued. Three, Three exclamation points. points. Yeah. <laughs> I, and the thing that blows my mind just looking at this is that somewhere in the world, someone has this poster on their wall. I mean, you might think it's unlikely, but somewhere someone does because there's a review. Also, apparently this guy wanted people to bid for it. If you read the product description, it says... I start the bidding so cheap because I expect the public to know the value of such a rare poster and bid accordingly. After all, bid wars are more fun for what? everyone. They're fun for the seller and no one else. Uh, so yeah, please. Um, oh, so so, so but, now that we've finished up... Um, well, actually, really quick. we haven't, There's one question I do want to follow up with, which is if, if money was no object and you had your choice of any one of the six items we've just shared and to review um that was fidget spinner um daphne poster uh, girls nighty and um what was my last one? Oh, and cake topper and you for your part had the um <laughs> terrible mug and lawn flag yes 
<laughs> Which of those six would you purchase if money was no object? It would definitely be this Daphne poster. Not even a question. <laughs> really? this I could actually put up. Yeah. I think I'm actually torn between the girl's nighty because this, the image on it is just so perplexing. It's like one of those paintings you, you can see and get something different out of it every time. I, I'm not going to go into any detail whatsoever, but I think our listeners should know that you have zero intentions yeah. of having children. No, I, I'm not going to ever have biological children, it's true. Um, I think maybe I would get the fidget spinner, just to try it. I, I thought about the fidget spinner as yeah. well, like I think that would be neat. But I think it would be pretty cool to have like a out of print Daphne Giant poster. Giant Sarah Michelle Geller is Daphne poster. 24 by 36, that is actually enormous now that I think about it. it it's 2 feet by 3 feet. Like, it comes up more than halfway up on either of us. I would put it on, like, a door, you know? <laughs> I love it. And that's, uh, that's our conscuberism that segment. Conscuberism. Um, which we'll probably be returning to sooner or later. Next time we and, do it, maybe we'll just do two apiece. Yeah. And that way we just have four. But this, I believe that you and I, Luke, we've only just uncovered the tip of the iceberg. But there's so much out there. I... I could browse Amazon literally for days just looking through Scooby products. Um, and similarly, we could spend a lifetime on Scooby-related comments online. Probably one of the best and worst things about the internet is that it has connected many people with one another, and a lot of conversations have arisen uh, in discussions, some for the better, most of them for the worst. Um, one of, I think, the... One of the worst parts of the internet is definitely comments sections. That's where the worst parts go. The cream rises to the tops, the comments sink to the bottom. And, and so we have decided to dedicate a, yet another segment uh, to internet comments about Scooby-Doo. Uh, and what, mm -hmm. have we, what have we decided to call this? Um, oh man, what did we decide to come? Oh, oh yeah, um, Comment Sense Common is sense. what we decided. Pretty pleased with that. I think we came up with a good title there. And uh, I, I'll go first. I, I wasn't actually able to, to glean any great comments. I was too distracted by all the Scooby products, trying to figure out how to look at the lowest rated items on Amazon, which I never did quite crack the formula on. But I do want to read the review on this Daphne poster, which I linked you to. Um, a five-star review. Love my Daphne poster. Posted April 3rd, 2013. It's a verified purchase, so presumably this is the person who bought the item ultimately. And the review goes, So glad I was able to find this poster. My three-year-old son loves Daphne. <laughs> the poster showed up on the exact day it said it would, and in perfect condition, my son was so excited. Yeah, his son. <laughs> his three-year-old son. That's the least believable excuse ever. Yeah, I, I can't imagine a three-year-old boy... A three-year-old boy be watching Scooby-Doo and saying, oh, Daphne's my favorite character. And not, not the cartoon Daphne, but the live-action Daphne, too. Right, Sarah Michelle Gellar herself. As Daphne. Yeah, like, I imagine this dad or mom bought a classic Daphne poster, and this three-year-old just tore it up or threw it out the window. Like, no, I want Sarah Michelle Gellar as Daphne, because she's hot AF. Um, yeah, there's definitely definitely some dude in his like mid-30s because because he grew up on Buffy the Vampire Slayer some dude in his mid-30s yeah. who has this like framed on his bedroom wall <laughs> or on like his, above his bed on the ceiling or something oh, like that this so <laughs> gross 
He knows no one else will ever look up and see it besides him. <laughs> There's zero risk involved with that placement. I I just love it. The the only thing I can imagine is that in the live action Scooby Doo movie, Daphne is kind of she's pretty cool. Like she does some fighting and stuff. So I could see someone, a, a very young kid, being into that. But it's just so implausible to me that this is what a three year old wanted for Christmas. And that's that's my contribution to uh, comment sense. Okay, so I just uh, give me a second. Obviously, just edit this out. So uh, this is actually. Um, is from uh, season one. It, it, this is from YouTube, basically. This comment is from YouTube, which we all know hmm. is, I think, has the worst comment sections anywhere. Like, like anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's a clip from season one, episode eighteen of Be Cool Scooby Doo, which is the saga of the Swamp Beast. Oh, uh, and it's, I love that it's one. where Scoob and Shag are. They're on the bayou and they're like eating hot sauces. Um, and, and basically mm. this clip, it's on Boomerang, mm. it's on Cartoon Network, and it's, uh, the Grim Repepper, where they, they eat, like, uh, hot sauce, and that, that's basically it. It's a lot of fun, like, I watched it, and I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. They do something similar in the live-action movie, it's a great uh, gag. Yeah, so, um, so I'm scrolling down, trying to find a good comment, and there's someone named, uh, Mayamuna. <laughs> uh, so Mayamuna, one year ago, commented... Hey, Cartoon Network, you look like you're out of ideas. Uh, capital T underscore capital T, which is an emoji of, like, a disappointed face. Yeah, like with hooded eyes. Instead mm. of instead of beating the same dead horse, hire me. Me is bold and italicized and in all caps. And then it's, like, a carrot and then a hyphen and then a carrot, which is, like, a little cute face. Uh, I could make a better show than anything you've currently got what? on air. Exclamation point. Are they trying to neg a television network? <laughs> or at the very least, my plot wouldn't be a total rehash. Holy uh, crap. Uh, greater than sign, equal sign, uh, right bracket, which is like uh, a, a smiley face, but a mean one. Oh my gosh. Look, look, we're... Oh my gosh. We Look, this is not even the best part. Um, someone followed up. And said, uh, yeah, what can you prove? And then Mayamuna came back. Uh, I assu- oh I'm assuming gosh. it's a she. I could be... Oh, actually, no, I, it is a she. Uh, responded to both of these people who responded. Both Nairon Arnold and the Sushi Master. Um, <clears throat> so, and I'll, uh, so glad hmm. you asked. Because I'm happy to share. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it when people reply back. Ooh, that's the best part. Give All it right. to me. Yeah, so imagine... You, we... Again, the framework is that this is a program on, on the Cartoon Network. Okay? Mm. So, just that's the framework. Um, I was thinking of a story with a fugitive demon king from another galaxy invading Earth to find his kidnapped lover. Do they insert a link to their own vlog <laughs> at this point, or do they just keep going? <laughs> no, un- unfortunately, they don't. Uh, with help from the world's most powerful depopulation seeking governments. <laughs> He distract humans with mindless pop entertainment, pump them with fear and paranoia from his self-made religion, and lead them to slaughter one an- another by the masses. Does this is this um, still a Scooby Doo pitch? Do they want the gang to be in on this, or is this just totally spinning off? They just want a new show. Uh, they then say, "There's more I could add, but I don't want a book-long comment." Ellipsis. It's gory. 
semicolon. Doubt Cartoon Network would accept it. But still think I'd make them a good show if they'd fund me. Shrugs uh, is in bold. A girl can dream. Ellipsis. Colon, capital D, which is like uh, a, a wide grin. It's like they went into that pitch saying, here's what I could do for Cartoon Network, but I know it's not Cartoon Network material. Here, okay, here's the best part, and I did not even realize this because I hadn't kept reading down. Uh, sorry, the Sushi Master gets back to them and says, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Sushi Master, aka Mayamuna's other account. <laughs> Uh, I have some ideas up in my sleeve, too. It's on my Insta, except they are video game ideas, and I have recently uploaded the next part of a series I'm doing. Mayamuna, cool. I'm on spring break, so I'll definitely check it out. Thanks for sharing. And they actually go back and forth talking about, like, they, it's it's such a it's such a pure discourse. Yeah, like, they, this person came out angry and critical and then made a human connection in the YouTube comments section. Like, they're literally going back and forth and having, like, a genuine discussion about, like, creativity. <laughs> yeah, granted, it's not, like, a very smart discussion on creativity, I'm guessing. But that's it. They, yeah, they, it's, it's technically a Scooby-Doo comment, even if it went off the rails basically immediately. The, the craziest thing about this is that the... The Twitter handle Mayamuna is taken by John Colton Berry. Like that's that's <laughs> his specific Twitter handle. So, <laughs> what are you? I think he just wants to do a different show for Cartoon Network than Be Cool. That is comment gold. I can't I, even. I can't even understand. Like, how would you? How would? What would the narrative of a, of a, of a show be? With the fugitive demon king from another galaxy invade, invading the Earth to find his kidnapped lover, but the Earth is already like, I guess, in a dystopia because yeah, of these like, depopulation-seeking governments. The population is the one main resource a government has, and they want to diminish it. <laughs> <laughs> and and also, um, it seems like he has a pretty good handle on things, in that he's distracting humans with mindless pop entertainment. Um, and pumping them with fear and paranoia from a self-made religion, it should not take him very... It should not take him uh, much time to find his kidnapped lover. Yeah, and, and he went in there, it kind of sounded like he's like the anti-hero who's going to be against the evil government, but then it's like, no, he's just doing his own effed up thing. We've like, we forgot about his for lover within the pitch. We already forgot about that lover. Granted, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll try the first episode. <laughs> it's a little gory, but yeah, I mean, I I guess I would check it out. Be better than Be Cool Scooby-Doo. Same stuff as ever. The crazy thing is that Be Cool Scooby-Doo is so bold. I think that's the reason why it hasn't gotten as much viewership. Uh, but that's a separate conversation. Uh, and w I think what we'd like to do is dedicate the meat of this episode. We Those were sort of just like little appetizers. You're trying to like whet your appetites. Mm -hmm. um, Dude, my appetite... My appetite is so wet right now, man. Oh Please gosh, stop. Dude, I'm trying. I just can't hold all this moisture into my appetite. All right, shut up. Um, so uh, what's, the, what's the big creature feature we've got for these guys today? One thing that you and I did in a previous Friendterrogation episode is we, we went back and forth on what a potential Scooby-Doo plot would be. Mm. And, and I had so much fun. Like, I actually, 
you you know that you and I in a previous conversation I fleshed out that premise that we had come up with. Yeah, we talked about it in more detail in a way that I wish we had the the mic rolling for that because it was a great combo. It was a great concept. Um and and so uh let's let's just go through a few of the names that we had come up with for, <laughs> for this um for this this segment which we're definitely going to return to at some point. And it's essentially Luke and I will both come up with a pitch, uh, a pitch for an episode of Scooby Doo. Yes, and so we we had some some ideas on what to call this segment because we know we're going to return to it. Um, so one of my ideas was uh, Jinky Thinkies, <laughs> and I demanded that we continue thinking about it until we we find something else. As I came, as I dished out more and more pitch puns, darn dirty pitch, terrible son of a pitch, slightly better. What did we settle on? I what what I what I proposed uh, is is pitches and scream. Nothing better than some pitches and scream. Because yeah, I you know it's 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 pitches and also like uh, Scooby Doo is ostensibly a, a frightening show. Yeah, these are gonna be there's still gonna be classic Scooby episodes with some screams in them. Fun. So, screams. I. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know if I want to hear yours first or if I want to go first. Like right. I have no idea. I know exactly. So I have two ideas. One is a bad idea that I stopped. I abandoned, and the other idea I kind of liked, and uh, that's going to be my official one. So I'll give you my bad idea. Maybe you can share your idea with me then, and then we'll do my last one. Um, my initial idea was <clears throat> the gang visits, and I know the show is canceled, but they visit the MythBusters studio. Um, and that's where the episode takes place. And uh, they're there because Fred wants to, uh, Fred wants to meet the Miss Mythbusters, who are his heroes. Um, but when they arrive, they find that the place is being haunted by the ghost of General Custer, who demands that they change the name of the show to Myth Custers <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and dedicate the show... Uh, from there on to dispelling the myth that Custer was a bad general because he was actually very good. Just Custer's last stand went really bad and it ruined his reputation. Uh, so that was my idea. And after about one hour of thinking that through, I decided I'll mention it. We won't talk about it in more detail. I, okay, I want to say that it's obvious to both me and every single one of our listeners that you were sitting there at your desk at work today and a thought came into your head. And it was Myth Custers. And you just worked backwards from there. <laughs> like, I, like I just, I perked up like a meerkat hearing a nearby <laughs> predator. And then just, Myth Custers. <laughs> just came to me from the, from the mist. Um, so that was my first idea. I, I say that now just to make whatever your idea is sound great by comparison. So, I... What I've been doing a lot, instead of packing, and, and uh, for our listeners who are not in the know, um, we're recording on a Wednesday evening because I, I'm moving on Friday, and my whole life is just a mess right now. Um, and, and instead of packing, I've actually been watching a lot of anime. Uh, specifically... Really? Well, and, and here's the thing. I, I do want to say for our listeners, um, when we do actually come up with a serious pitch, and not one that's based off of terrible wordplay... Um, the plan is for Luke and I to both to try to flesh it out together, which I think yeah. is the fun of it. I'm going to have questions for your pitch, and you're going to have justifications, and we're going to... It, yeah, we'll become more of a full episode through the discussion. Um, so, so the pitch is that there is... Um, is, is, you know, like, like it opens up, and there's... Uh, I guess there's the, this, this Japanese kid who's, who's uh, walking out of his school, and he finds, like, he 
he finds a notebook on the ground and uh <laughs> and he picks it up and uh it, there are all of these rules inside uh and the rules basically s- say mm-hmm. that like if he if he writes a, a name down and like envisions their face in his mind uh this person will be uh, i guess like a like this this um the supernatural figure will like appear and like frighten them. It'll like scare them really badly. <laughs> do Do you have a, a title for this episode thought of? I actually. Or can I, I can actually... I reveal the anime connection? Yeah, please. I mean, you you know, obviously. Well, this is this is Death Note, which has actually got an American version made of it, uh, not too long ago, and it's an Isn't anime. It? Yeah, there was. It was apparently really bad. I think it was a movie or something. Um, yeah, my, my friends uh, saw it. They said it was horrible. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, so go ahead. Well, basically, this kid does find a notebook on the ground, and if he writes someone's name in it and pictures their faces, they, he does this, that person dies of an innocuous heart attack. And the the anime really builds from there. There's a lot of game that develops around that premise. Um, yeah, I, I'm about halfway through. I never and, finished it, yeah. Oh, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I will certainly finish it um, by the end of... By next month, at some point, it's um, it's pretty fascinating. I really ought to return to it. It's, it's on Netflix, so it's made, it's been very easy for me to watch. Um, oh, nice. But I so yeah. What's what's your? T- it's it's hilarious that your thing is that someone will a ghost will appear and scare the person whose name right is because they can't there. die, obviously. Yeah, because it's Scooby Doo. Yeah, maybe maybe he frightens them into like a catatonic state, which I think could be explained away by some like science ease or pseudoscience. Okay, so so that's the, maybe the the cold opening is him finding that notebook, or is that the backstory that we find out later? I like I definitely want it to be. How far into Death Note did you get? I got up to the point where light was introduced and started to have a little bit of interaction. And you know, maybe it was that Death Note wasn't fully released at that point, and I started reading the manga, and then I quit the manga. I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for. Oh, I don't want to spoil it for our listeners either. Oh, this is going to be tough. Um, You've arced the whole story in this episode. <laughs> You've given away the ending. No, 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 no. Um, I, I think there's something to be said for, um, for people think people think that it's the kid. Uh, I think what what is his name? I just looked up what light was in Japanese. I think it's Hikari. Uh, that Hikari was like, oh, like you're you're uh you're the Death Note killer, but then they get scared by the monster. But I think I think the whole point of it is that it would be like a true like a true mystery like there would have to be a way that this person was like was like finding out who they wrote in this book and then scaring them like at some point maybe like the gang gets their the gang gets their hands on the book and they and then they like uh, they have to work back who it is that's been writing these names based on the connections between the people and the motivations who would want who to be scared yeah and i just think it would be so fascinating and i think i think one of the really great things about Scooby-Doo is some of the best episodes are like genuine mysteries that like you can figure out and that are just like real puzzles. And I think that introducing something like that would be cool. Cause like, um, it's, it's, it's really complex. Yeah. And there's, I, the thing that makes Death Note work so well, even though it's a terribly simple premise, like it's the kind of thing that, uh, it's like a, uh, wish fulfillment for a bullied kid. Where you're like, I wish I had a book that I could write people's names and then they die. But it takes it to very, it really explores the conclu- the repercussions of that in detail, and that could be really cool in Scooby Doo. Like for instance, like the first the the first person who claims they got scared 
is act- actually turns out to be the villain, and they wrote their own name in and imagined their own face to throw people off the trail. Like, there's so many little things like that that you could do. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking, right? I think that's a very obvious Scooby-Doo thing, and we covered it in um, Beware the Beast from Below, where uh, the uh, the professor um, cocoons himself to yes, avoid that's being right. suspected. And I and I think I think that that sort of like fake out is a lot of fun, but I kind of want to do like a double fake out somehow. Ooh. Huh. What's what's the setting? Is this happening in Japan? To make to make it to allow you to make it very anime ish. I guess that's yeah. I guess it would have yeah. I guess it would be in Japan. Yeah, it would be. They're visiting Japan. Vilma's learning about the culture. Daphne's into the fashion. It, uh, Scooby and Shaggy are into the food, and Fred latches onto this. It, yeah, and um, and and that way they can really get into like the Shinigami, and uh, like or the gods of death. Oh who, yeah. Uh, so this I, is a true supernatural thing in your mind, right? Like, this guess, is one of those supernatural episodes. No, I, I I would still want it to be a mystery. Okay. Right? I would still want it to be the kind of thing where, like, there was someone, like, like maybe, I, I would probably tie it into, like, grades or something. Like, oh, they were just, yeah. That's... they were just trying to get to the top of the class. Which I think is very, like, cultural. Like, I think that there's, like, a, I think that that would, like, ring true to uh, to a certain extent. I like that because that is, it's true to that aspect of Japanese culture, which is an insane emphasis on success in school. I, uh, I like it. My, my question, first and foremost, is going to be, what's the Scooby-Doop? Oh, so, um, huh. I think, I think it would have to be, oh, what, okay, because the Scooby-Doop, they need to, for our listeners. <laughs> hang on, wait, what is this, hang on, I just said a word and I don't actually know what it means. What is the yeah, Scooby-Doop? There, there were these sounds just flowing out of your mouth, but it's like you had no, uh, yeah. You didn't really know uh, yeah. the, the meaning behind them. Scooby-Doop. Scooby-Doop. Mythcusters. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Scooby and Shaggy typically are the ones who enact this. They create a, they create a situation or a scenario. Um, uh, that draws the monster in. And, and they're, they, they, they find themselves... The social pressures are so great that they find themselves compelled to, uh, to become a... To, to join it. They can't, they can't resist. Yeah. And my, my immediate thought is you... You introduce in some different anime tropes not specific to Death Note. Because Death Note is a very specific, like, angsty, high school, dark anime. And I think going more the Sailor Moon route, like, Scooby is, like, the uh, the schoolgirl who's into the monster. And Shaggy is the admiring best friend who tells him that he has powers or something. <laughs> you know what? I I just love the idea of, uh, of, of them sort of adding the whole uh i guess the the whole like love the way that a lot of like um relationships play out in in anime where where it's like it's 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 not like i even it's not like i i'm even into you <laughs> that's what that's what scooby is like and shaggy is very like coy like oh notice me senpai <laughs> that kind of i hate that i just said those words <laughs> <laughs> I was going to I mean, I was going to, and I guess I will say now, I was going to say Baka, just like... <laughs> baka. You're such a Baka monster. <laughs> I, I almost want to say, you. we bring in the whole gang for this gag, and we do a harem anime gag, where each of them are a different personality type, 
and they're then what, all. Then what character? What role does the monster play? The monster is the person whose harem it is, and that person is always very t- shy and timid and feels overwhelmed by the choices available, and that kind of oh, makes them unable go. to act. So, uh... <laughs> I mean, with, or that's what with... I read about anime. No, no <laughs> I want I want Scooby to be like the shy and tentative <laughs> schoolgirl. Is she not like I like I really like you? <laughs> Raka. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> and uh, let me see. I think maybe Fred is the ultra thirsty one. Yeah, like, really, really aggressive. Yeah. Um, Shaggy and Daphne are the twins. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Velma just has like, uh, <laughs> um, like Final Fantasy hair, but is kind of like commenting on it as an outsider like what are we doing yeah i i'm very satisfied with that i think that's really funny (laughs) honestly i i think that not enough people realize that scooby-doo saying normal stuff is a joke in and of itself like i shared um on our facebook page just today um Mm. and we'll talk about this more (laughs) in our uh in our outro uh, but it's it's like a prequel meme. Uh, yeah, a Star Wars prequel meme. Uh, what, what does Scooby say? Like, uh, it's over, Raggy. I have the right round. I have a right round. <laughs> like, you you underestimate my power, Scoob. The amazing thing to me is how distinct Shaggy's voice is in that dialogue as well. Not just you did a great Shaggy, but just the text alone really summons his voice to mind as well. The <laughs> you like underestimate my power, Scoob. Uh, the like and the scoop really bring it home. That that didn't. I that's so that's what I think. And I definitely I think what really hooks me is Shaggy saying that like stereotypical like shy, embarrassed, flustered Japanese uh, schoolgirl character. You're like so amazing, senpai. Rotish me, senpai, Maka. I love um, him, Scooby saying Baka. <laughs> that kills me. Uh, yeah, I. This is like I think it. It wouldn't even have to be like a Death Note send up. I definitely think just a Scoob episode riffing on anime is hilarious. I gotta admit, I was extremely skeptical at the beginning, and I was also surprised that you were the one that brought up anime. Cause, yeah, because I've just been watching so much Death Note recently. That's awesome. I love that. Um, and uh, so, so the villain is really just one. It's it's all school kids. It's just a matter of which one it is. And, the, and there definitely has to be more than one villain, I think, because mm. because one person would need to be the Shinigami, and one person would have to be, like, because it's a sort of hoax or mystery that requires like multiple people working in conjunction with one another. I almost feel like one of the villains has to be a teacher. Almost like how we, we ended the first episode of Be Cool, which is like the one, the authority figure is like, I'll take you away. And they're like, not so fast. You were in on it too. Oh, here's, here's something that mm-hmm. I want to maybe uh, posit. Um, remember how we were talking about it was like a school, it was a grades motivated sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I want to say that this is all uh, created to frame the smartest kid in school, like, like uh, Light Yagami is mm. in Death Note. Um, and literally the entire class is the villains. They're all the villain gang up on it. And that's the why villains. they're able to have so many different monsters. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, why, and that's why it's all the kids who are getting scared. Yeah. And really quick, is Light the red-headed guy, or he's the the white? He's the red-headed guy. The, the dark-haired guy is L. I got him mixed up with L. That's my mistake. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, so no, that's that is that's the mystery. Brilliant, that's the mystery. Um, chasing, any thoughts there? <laughs> um, I want it to be because I feel like chase scenes in anime, they're not so much like when I think chase scenes, I think more like the intro to an anime where I'm like running out the door with like a piece of toast hanging out of my mouth. <laughs> that's exactly right. As you're like pulling on a shoe before you hop on the. Uh, <laughs> the monorail. I. I imagine almost like a K-pop dance group. Like it's more of a dance scene than a chase scene. I I want like the really cheesy Naruto running to get in there somehow, but I feel like that's like that's too <laughs> much. Like the, it's like it's too. It goes way too far. Ooh, you know what? I think it needs to be a karaoke chase oh, scene. Oh yeah, where they're sort of like running in and out of like karaoke rooms. Yeah, and then like Shaggy and like runs, escape, gets a little bit ahead of the monster, and then like stops underneath this cherry blossom tree and like pauses and looks really like dramatic as the monster like slows and you know reaches what? after him. I actually him. love that because I, I, you, I, you've never done karaoke. I've only done it in like really small settings, like in Th- like in Thailand, right? Yeah, no, never there actually. Just um, in like my but... uncle's uh, like house. Oh, okay, um, but like. Uh... Uh, karaoke, like like not like bar karaoke, but like Korean. Because mm. I I went to like KTV for Canada Day this year, but like it's the perfect setting for a corridor scene because it's a hallway with all of these doors going into the various rooms, like the private rooms. So it's mm. actually the perfect spot for a chase scene slash corridor scene would be like a, a KTV or I guess in this case JTV, uh, like karaoke sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. It, cause, yeah, you have all the different backgrounds. Yeah. I think you've got a great prompt there. I think it's uh, it, it, it has to grow from Death Note. You can, it can't just stay there just because Death Note is such a narrow kind of anime. But it, it easily can go from there. And, that's, and that Death Note idea makes such a great premise for the mystery. All right. I am, I'm very eager that's to great. hear yours. All right, mine is not as good as yours. I'll tell you that from the start. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I, I, it was fun to think about, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with where it landed. Uh, the, the gang make their way up to Canada um, because Scooby and Shaggy um, have written a Dickensian book rife with long descriptions of foods and all this stuff, and they feel like really the plot is in the descriptions of the food. So it's a crappy book, but they, they feel like they've really written a gem because they fit so much food stuff in it. So they're taking it to Penguin Canada to get it submitted to see if they can get this thing published. And that's where the mystery takes place. Uh, because when they get there, they find that uh, the, the publishing house is being haunted by the ghost of Happy Feet, who feels that there should have been a Happy Feet book published, but that, that should be a Penguin classic. And because it wasn't, that's the reason why Happy Feet is not as fondly remembered as it could be. And so he, Happy Feet is now going to haunt uh, so this Penguin is not Publishing a, like, this is not a joke. to its ruin. Um, just for our listeners, I, I got a new piercing on my right ear. Uh, it's on my um, uh, snug, which is sort of like that area right on the outside. Uh, and 
your your mm. body naturally reacts in, because you're poking holes in it. It it so like a defense mechanisms uh, occur. In this case, it's just like a ton of swelling. Like my ear is very swollen, uh, and it's also throbbing. Mm. It's it's been like a lot of like throbbing pain recently, but like that doesn't compare at all to what you just made me listen to. <laughs> Look, I recognize not all that was great, but Happy Feet is a ghost. Happy Feet is a ghost. Not even not even his name. Happy Feet. Happy Feet is a ghost. The ghost of Happy Feet. Who's your favorite Disney character? I like Lion King. (laughs) I really like that guy, Lion King. Uh, Me, I like Frozen. She's dope. (laughs) You you know what? I almost want to backtrack and and say that we should flesh out and discuss your myth clusters more. <laughs> yeah. as, as I was going into pitching my, I almost said, like, let, let's go back to myth clusters. Okay, so, okay, for, for the listeners who don't yet know, yeah. I'm, I'm currently, oh, yeah, I, right. Evan, uh, am currently interning at Penguin Canada. This, uh, this was my third day of the internship. It's, it's going phenomenally. It's going really, really well. Um, I told Luke when we were mm. coming up with these ideas that I was definitely not going to have my the premise to my pitch be anything related to publishing or Penguin Canada. And Luke somehow took this as uh, a, a signal. And the, Evan must want me to do that then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I do think a publishing house would be fun well, and a cool he, idea. And I would be interested in your input on that. Uh, some of these points, I'm very flexible. It doesn't have to be happy feet. The uh, the villain doesn't have to be a disgruntled intern who's not happy just because he's never been kissed. Wow, uh, dude. We can we can do whatever. What <laughs> we can do whatever we want with this. Okay, so here's um, here's something. I actually really want to go. I really I find MythBusters really compelling, if only because the MythBusters and Mister Incorporated share so many similarities. That, that was my initial idea, was going to be that Freddy goes there because these are his heroes, but they don't actually help him solve the mystery at all. What, and what, so it's kind of... What, uh, let, like, I, if it's cool with you, I would love to, to break this down. Yeah, let's pivot to that one then. Yeah. Is, is Fred disillusioned by this? Fr- Fred is disillusioned by this because he realizes that they're there to make TV, not to actually necessarily solve mysteries. Um, for instance... Uh, uh, they, they, they all split up and immediately start trying to figure out ways to prove that General Custer was a great general after all. And Fred's the only one who's like, hey, guys, we should figure out if this is a real ghost or not. And and they're all just starting all these experiments and stuff. Oh, OK. I see what you're saying. The General Custer thing is still a terrible idea. <laughs> but I, I think I think the the fact that the Mythbusters, uh, what are their names? Adam and Jamie. Hmm. So like. Jadam and Amy. <laughs> Jadam and Amy. These are fake Mythbusters. <laughs> um, um, they uh, they see the ghost as an opportunity to like boost their ratings. And, ah. and Fred is like, no, no, no! Like your 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 whole thing is like is like busting myths. And but but to to these two, they're like, yeah, but think about how many more viewers we would get if there was like a ghost on our show yeah or they're trying they're considering a new cast member is that what you're getting at like oh we want to court this guy and see if he can join the build team 
no, well, I, I was just thinking that, like, just instead of, like, instead of trying hard to disprove that this is a supernatural entity, like, they lean in hard. They're, they're almost, they almost turn into more of, like, another Discovery Channel mainstay, uh, Ghost Hunters. Ooh, okay, I could see that. Uh, and, and, and Fred is obviously, like, distraught. Like, like, these are his heroes, uh, ever since he was a child, and they're just, mm. like, they're, they're more in it, like, for the money and for the ratings than they are in for, like, the purity of busting myths or solving mysteries. I like that a lot. My, my initial idea was that the ghost would be the ghost of a walrus somehow, and the twist would be that it's not Jamie at the end. He, here's, here's something. Um, maybe it's a ghost of that crash d- test dummy that they have. That's right. That's brilliant. No, that's what it should be because they name him too. It's Mister Something. Yeah, or other. I I can't remember the name either. But yeah, so it's a crash test dummy ghost. Yes, I I can't find the name of it. But yes, it's the ghost of the crash test dummy come back to take revenge on all of them. And the the team isn't interested in uh, in figuring out what's behind this ghost. They're like, oh, our character is brought to life. Now we can make this part of the show. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Hmm. Um. So so here's. Let me let me uh, bounce a few questions off of you, even though I know you haven't thought about okay. it that much. Um, what would the Scooby Doop be in this case? That's a that's a great question. Um, I think I think it's gonna be Scooby and Shaggy dressing up as uh, as Adam and Jamie. Uh, oh, Scooby's gonna have the mustache. Scooby's gonna be Jamie because he's talking through a mustache, which sounds like like that's Scooby. such a good visual. That's a good, that's an incredible visual. I, and the thing that comes to mind for me is that they're like uh, Adam is got, like doing something with duct tape, and Scooby is Jamie is like getting on his motorcycle, which makes a couple of appearances in the MythBusters thing, and and that's how they ultimately jet off. Um, but no, yeah, it's it's the two of them trying to uh, contriving some made up convoluted myth they're trying to bust that they keep bringing in the ghost on. I I couldn't think of a specific myth to use an example as an example. Or, actually, you know, I did have an idea for this. They, Because you know the cannonball thing? Yeah. They, they would tell the monster, like, we just shot a cannonball through a house and there were people in it this time. The press is outside. You need to talk to them. <laughs> or the press is outside. We need to get you out the back. Something so, along those yeah, lines. Yeah, they, they put, like, a jacket over him and they start to, like, herd him away. Yeah. Um, who's, who's the real villain? Is it Adam and Jamie? I feel like it would be too easy. For it to be Adam and Jamie? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it would be... Is it Rory? Uh, it's Rory, Grant, and um, the woman. Yeah. Uh, K- K- uh, K- Carrie? Carrie? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would be Rory. Why Rory specifically? I, I think it's Rory because everyone loves Carrie. Everyone Grant's loves great. Grant. Grant's everyone delightful. thinks. Grant's adorable. Like Grant could have a Canon kind of does have a career in film, uh, but I think it'd be Rory because he's like no one likes me, <laughs> and I'm not that much dumber than everyone else. It's true, and I think that would be the thing that he's bitter about in the end. And I think the cops would show up, and then Adam and Jamie would be like, "No, nah, it's actually good. He does this all the time." <laughs> And I think the the, th- the trap is so easy to set up as well. You're just going... Th- the chase scene could be throughout anywhere. The trap could be set up with anything. It's just some, some kind of, like, actual... Like, the fact that it would be a Rube Goldbergian contraption... Oh, yeah. ...would almost be too obvious. 
Like, like mm-hmm. maybe it's like, yeah, oh, like he just dug a hole and he fell in. Yeah. And one other thing is, in between all the commercial breaks, uh, like, Scooby-Doo is welded onto this piece <laughs> of metal that just, like, slams down into some sand. <laughs> yes. Mystery busted. Um, my favorite part about this, I, there are a lot of really great jokes, and I like a lot of the direction. I think my favorite part about this is the idea that Fred would have an arc. Like, a full character arc. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, real quick. It's Tori, not Rory. I got that wrong. Which is part of what Tori makes Tori so mad. <laughs> Wait, is Tori the guy? Tor- That's his name. Tori's the guy, yeah. His name is Tori? Yeah. No way. Salvatore Paul Tori Bellici. Tori is a woman's name, my friend. Yeah, or a British political party. It's a, yeah, just, it's a Canadian political party as well. Oh, neat. Yeah. Uh, so that that's part of what makes him mad. But I'm sorry, what were you saying? I needed to correct myself. Um, just just the fact that like, I I love the idea that Fred would have like an honest to goodness character arc. Like I I like that too. He starts mm-hmm. the episode being enamored with the MythBusters, and then he becomes disillusioned, and then I by the end of it there would have to be some sort of resolution that would ultimately like change him a little bit moving forward. Yeah, and I think it would come partly from Velma who would ultimately put the hand on Fred's shoulder and say, Fred, this is ultimately entertainment, and although it might have an aspect of truth-seeking in it, that's not its end objective. Um, which, which would be, like, a delightful bit of meta-commentary. I, I like that idea more and more. <laughs> I, dude, I swear, I swear, if we keep doing these segments, these uh, pitches and screams, yeah. we, you and I, the two of us together, could come up with a full season of Scooby-Doo. We really could, and I... I oh, man... We've come up. We've just come up with two great ideas. You had a, a brilliant world's traveling idea from when they're touring another nation, and I think this idea that we've just developed together has been a good uh, a guest episode idea, uh, the, Scooby, the new Scooby Doo movies idea. Yeah, and I and our other one, <laughs> <laughs> the publishing one. Now that I think about it, that was more the throwaway joke. I I kind of meant um. I kind of meant the one that we came up early. Oh, with earlier. the other one that I'm not even going to mention in detail here because I don't want to. Just go listen to whichever friend interrogation episode it is, listeners. You'll and... hear it, and it's 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 a doozy. I love it though. And if you really want to know the other stuff we've come up with, email us or just like let us know you want to hear about it. Maybe we'll do a special episode or a jam session on it or something. But no, like I if if by the end because we're obviously going to try to keep doing this. Hmm. I would love to compile all of these together into like and and come up with like episode names mm-hmm. and I guess like a name for our Scooby-Doo show and we're never I don't think we're ever really going to pitch it but I would get such a sense of um yeah. what's the word I'm not sa- like satisfaction yeah. and like like I've done good honest hard work that's I think the conclusion that this is is not I'm not imagining this ever being produced but I could imagine this being a live stage reading if we ever put a like took our best one and put a drew a script out for it. I think that'd be really great. Here, I yeah. Here's a question. I I would want to. I I feel like we would both fight over who gets to voice Scooby. Um, I would actually gladly give you Scooby because I really I would really want to be Shaggy. Oh yeah. I honestly, I think you do both of those better than I do, and I, I, I'm like proud of a lot of the voice work I do. 
So I'd, I'd gladly give you either one. I, I don't have your ear for which words need the R at the beginning for Scooby. Yeah, it's it's tough. And, and I honestly, um, I have to think really hard about it. Yeah, you kind of have to map it out ahead of time. But you also do Shaggy's voice cracks really well. Like, you, you bounce back and forth over that line really neatly. My, my question is, and, and like we are really running down on time. This is supposed to be a shorter episode than most. Yeah. Who, who, if she wanted to, which I don't think she would ever want to, who would Ibtisam voice? Velma or Daphne, I guess. That's the, really the only two options. Or Scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't want to still be partnered at the end of this thing. I... I, I don't know. I, th- I think she'd be uh, Daphne. You think Daphne? I guess Velma's voice is deeper, huh? Velma does have a deeper voice, and Ippy Sam has a high voice. So that's that's the only distinction I'm making there. Um, and, and, you know, ultimately, I, d- I don't want to voice Scooby or Shaggy. I want to voice Fred. That's, that's something I really want to do. I really... I think that if you really worked hard on it, like you did your Patrick Warburton, I think you could get Fred's voice down. I ought to work on that. I, I need to brush up on my Patrick Warburton. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Warburton. The poison to kill Cusco. I, but, oh, Fred is, Frank Welker is just too much of a magician to easily hold a candle to. Something to work forward towards. But I, to bring it back to your original point, I love this segment. This and our fan cast segment are two infinitely renewable resources. Bottomless pans of lasagna, if you will. Uh, so, um, just for listeners, and I, I think we'll probably reiterate this in the outro. Mm-hmm. Um, this was so much fun for myself, and I guess presumably no. for you, Luke? No. But, but like, we did it. <laughs> we can just end this episode, man. Oh, you told me we'd be done at an hour 17. Are we longer than that right now? <laughs> We're at hour 18. <laughs> okay. And um, I've had an insane amount of fun, so I don't mind a bit. No, talking about these episodes with you has become my new favorite thing. So these episodes I, I do, that don't exist. I do want to just let our, our listeners know, if you like what we're doing, if you like this format, if you want to hear more of it, let us know. Luke and I love doing the recaps. Yeah. Um, but we also love doing this. And if there's one that you enjoy a little bit more than the other, uh, we'll, we'll take it into consideration and, uh, and we'll start uh, doing more of this kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, to be frank, Evan and I are going to do this off the air one way or another. But we'll keep recording it and we'll produce the stuff that you guys really want to hear. So, yeah, give us some feedback. Uh, and that's it. Um, uh, stay tuned for the outro. I, I did this last time. And you... I, I feel like I start talking about the outro portion. And you just, like, you sit there and you wait uh, for a good cutoff point. It was there. That was it. And I just, I hate that this has become a bit, or not even a bit, but just a thing that happens. I'm too self-aware now. Like, I'm too, like, I've I've taken, which pill is it? I don't know. You've taken both. (laughs) You popped (laughs) them both. The problem is, um, isn't it messed up that, like, men's rights activists have, like, ruined the movie The Matrix? Uh, Is that what that comes from? That literally, red like, like red oh, because the red they, pill wakes you up. Yeah, they've taken the red pill, and now they're awake. They're in a world, and they understand like how men have had a rough go at it, and like I guess women control everything. Ugh, I, 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 I don't want to get into it because I am a feminist, but there are some issues that deserve some attention towards men's rights, um, though there are very few and far between compared to the number of issues that need help for women's rights. Um, which is why I think the red pill movement is largely not a very valid one. 
but that's that's throwing out some real opinions on a fun podcast. No, this is good. Please tell us more about. Uh... Child custody is a classic example, I think. You know what? I used to work for a divorce marketing company, mm-hmm. and I will concede that it is. There's definitely when it comes to a man trying to get custody of his children, uh, the courts are de- are certainly very biased. There, and I it... will. That is a point that I I cannot argue at all. I I definitely do agree with that. And you know what? That's the only clear-cut thing I can think of, really frankly. Aside from the mandatory draft for men, uh, men have to sign up for selective service and women don't, which either everyone should or no one should. Frankly, I think no one should, but that's... That's yeah. not something that doesn't impact people in their everyday I, life, whereas what is, child custody does. What is this does. like a like a? I don't think like this is like a lukewarm take. I feel like people. <laughs> yeah. right? It's not. It's not a hot take. I feel like this. I feel like that's reasonable. No, no. I think these. That's the reason I feel like kind of bad saying like I do think some things need men's rights, but just say they're one really thing. simple. Just say that there's one thing. I, I said two things there, but it's I. I do qualify by saying it's so little compared to the stuff that really needs attention for women's rights, but it is there. Um, so Scooby dudes tune in next week. We'll tell you more about the red pill, more about how you can become a meninist. I'm definitely cutting it off way sooner than that. Uh, that was a seriously fun episode. Although when we started, you know, I feel like we were just two dudes recording together. I feel like we've become like, there's something, I think we're friends now. I, uh, I, I, I don't. Again, I don't want to come out too strong. I don't like. I don't like labels. I don't like names. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to hundred percent disagree with you. I feel. I feel wow. somewhat of a closeness now. A nearness to me. A very. Well, I guess if I, if you don't feel close to anybody and you feel close to me, then on the spectrum of friendship, I am a friend. I am the furthest on that end. Um. So this was a great episode. Evan and I became friends this episode. This is the episode where my love for Evan is returned. Reciprocated. Okay. We love each other. You're definitely, we love you, you're listeners. definitely going too far. I think Evan and I are going to move in together. Oh my gosh. I think we're going to maybe adopt a little child. Okay. Is, is the child's name, name Ibtisam? Is that, is that what's happening? Yeah. I don't want to cut her out of my life. Honestly... <laughs> That's like the grossest, the grossest lifetime movie premise in which a man leaves his wife for someone else and then adopts his wife as his child. <laughs> I still love you, but now it's as a f- no, no. Backing away from that one. Close the door behind me. This is Scooby Dudes. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we had a lot of fun. If you liked that format, if you liked what we did, please let us know. Get in touch with us, and there's a bunch of ways. By whatever social media platform you love, we're on it. Uh, except for Instagram. Uh, we're not on Instagram. We're not on um, Snapchat. We're not, not on Snapchat. Snapchat. We're not on Periscope. No, we're definitely not on Periscope. We, we do have a Scooby Dudes Tinder. Um, swipe right on Tinder for Scooby Dudes. We'd love to, uh, to meet up with you. <laughs> our, our Tinder profile. The bio just says cover your holes. Oh okay, I'm sorry. Is cover your holes, and I hate that this is coming up again, but is cover your holes not from an unreleased episode? Oh, no, never mind. It's from our second episode. We've released Scooby-Doo's cover your holes. That was the manhole cover reference in... Um, uh, make a beeline away from that feline. That's right. One of the best episodes ever of Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo's. Um, 
but connect with us on social media. You know, if you don't have Tinder or if you do have Instagram, you know, here's a couple of other ways you can you can get in touch with us. For starters, Twitter. Twitter at the Scooby Dudes. The Scooby Dudes. And uh, you know what? Are you a are you a booker of faces? Is that the kind of thing you're into? Oh man, I love to book all over faces. <laughs> uh, Evan, you were right. We're not friends. Man, I, I can't believe I was so wrong about that initially. <laughs> Uh, this is, I, I don't know, I, I obviously, like, held it together for our re- recording the episode, but now that we're in intro and outro mode, I'm, like, all over the place. Yeah. But we are on Facebook. Scooby Dudes, just search it. It's You can't not find it if you set out with an intent to find. And if you want to shoot us an email, if you don't want our interactions to be public, uh, you can keep them private, you can keep them secret, you can keep them yeah. safe. You can get intimate with us, so why don't you just, uh... Pop open an email and type in Scooby Dudes Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, why don't you put a couple of words in there? Put a couple words for me in there. Maybe put a little something for Evan in there. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Then we'll, uh, maybe we'll give you a little something back. I don't like the face that you're making right what now. What face am I making, Evan? What, how would you describe it? What, am I, what do I look like? Talk to me. Come on. Don't, don't look at my face, Evan. Reach out and touch my face. Come on. Be like Daredevil. What do I see? It's raining all over my face right now. What does it look like? I'm your electric. Uh, see, you, you know what the thing is? Um, depending on if you're doing the Ben Affleck Daredevil or the Charlie... The Irish boy Daredevil. Yeah. They see different things. It's true. My, my least favorite part about the new Daredevil is that we don't see what he sees. Except, you, like, I, once. Yeah, and it's, it's like a world on fire. Which is and so I was like, cool. Uh, no? I... I, I actually didn't hate it. I, I think it was... I I initially disliked it because it's not what I'm used to, but it, it was, I think it was actually a fair interpretation. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, but beyond that, it's just him with super senses. And he just hears and sees everything, and it's a little cheesy. And also, the Defenders wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. But I saw it all the way through on like, in like two days, so I guess I can't really complain. Anyways, uh, after you send that email, maybe we're going we're gonna to send you an email back. What do you think about that, huh? Yeah, you want that email, don't you? Yeah. Mm. World on fire. Where else can they find us? Uh, <laughs> that is it. Um, well, just Facebook and Twitter. Website. That's it. No, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail. Don't listen to Luke. Go to our website. Go to scoobydudes.com. Uh, I will actually be creating a page for this specific episode where you can find links to everything that we said we would provide links for. Yeah, these insane products that Evan and I tracked down, you should go take a look yourself, especially if you want to buy one of these. Go do it. Speaking of spending money on things related to Scooby-Doo, Luke and I have a Patreon. Yeah, wouldn't you love to donate money, give money to us? You know how you, you go to your job every day and you earn your money and you think, now what do I spend this on? Now I've got all this money. I need to get rid of it. Well, hey, we've got a service just for you. <laughs> Yeah, um, you can you can donate um, a certain amount of dollars every month, and that will just really help us out in terms of um, in terms of paying artists. We have a new artist next week uh, who's going to be starting. Uh, in terms of hosting, both on SoundCloud and on Squarespace, right now we pay for pretty much everything out of pocket. Um, our artists are more or less covered by donations, but every little bit helps. Yeah, uh, anything that donations don't cover, we pay for that because we want to keep giving you quality content. And it would be a great help if you could uh, help us produce this quality content. So donate to us on Patreon, get some sweet stuff in return. Um, we'd really appreciate it. 
And you know what? Not only are we just going to appreciate it from an abstract distance, we'll tell you we appreciate it to your name. We'll shout you out the first time you donate. We'll shout you out every week after that. So just like every other week of Scooby Dudes, we're going to say the names of every single person who donates to us. Here they are, lovingly spoken, uniquely, as every week. Uh, beyond that, if you want to write us a review on iTunes, we'd certainly appreciate it. If you give us five stars, we'll say whatever you wrote on the podcast. We'll give a platform to whatever your ideology is. We'll, uh, we'll speak the words that you write and only censor them if we have to. Yeah, I, I have made a promise that any five-star review on iTunes that we get, I will read aloud. And I have made a promise that I will censor aggressively, if necessary, anything that Evan is forced to read aloud. But, you know what, like, write that review. Even though, even though it's censored, it still can mean a lot to make Evan say those words. Like, can someone please write an iTunes review that just says, I love you, Luke. You are my best friend. I could not go on without you. Because even though I might bleep that at Evan's request, he still has to say those words to me. He, he, do you know how much... Hang, I'm going to write that review right now. What am I doing? Okay, you can't... I, please don't do I that. I can write I, that review. Evan has made a solemn promise. <laughs> listeners, please tune in next week. I've made to, a solemn promise to our listeners. You're not one we, of our listeners. I listened to... You're right now, really. Ipti Sam, I've got a project for you. <laughs> tune in next week to hear my dreams come true. And uh, let me see. Is there anything else we need to add? Uh, I think that's it, actually. One thing we've already covered that I love our that you love me I love our listeners <laughs> just for the sake of saying it I feel like we haven't said it in such a long time I'm just gonna say the words beautifully or sorry um lovingly lovingly, lovingly rendered. rendered that uh, that episode was lovingly rendered <laughs> I haven't said delight in a while oh man yeah it was a delight and what is a Scooby Doop well look fellows the Scooby Doop is we definitely say that in this episode.